Shaw pulled well off the left field line. This ball's hit a long way out to right field, a really long way out to right field, and that ball ties the game. A two-run homer for Max Clark. on the bucket list i want to make the national team um i've always wanted to win a gold medal um i i got covid last year during the tryout and last year i had i had proved myself i played very well in the trials and i was pretty on point to making the squad um i wasn't going to get ahead of myself but i felt very confident as long as i did what i was supposed to and took care of my business but i for unfortunately got COVID, so I couldn't go. <laughs> so that was another heartbreaker with USA. I'm currently two for two on heartbreakers. That was April 11th. We welcome you back here seven and a half months later to JBS. I'm Mike Olshin. You know Max Clark, number one high school baseball player in the country. He's with us here today. We welcome Max back to the show. And uh, seven and a half months later, we have a chance to cross that off our bucket list finally. So. Uh, Thanks for stopping by, Max. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for having me. You know, talking about that, what, seven and a half months ago, like you said, is crazy coming back to it now. Like, I feel like we literally spoke that into existence, which is just really, really special. Yeah, and it, it, it seems like, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, and it probably for you seems like ages ago. I mean, ages. So much, you know, so much obviously happened, you know, putting pen to paper on, on Vanderbilt officially. We can talk about that for a few minutes later, but but really wanted you to come back um, because I, I thought it'd be really cool to talk about, you know, the perspective of now that now that we actually, you got to do this and, and if people don't remember, this was a, such a bucket list thing because, you know, number one, you know, this kind of really not making the team as a, as a 14 year old trying to play for the 15s really turn you into the kind of player that you are and then and then last year pretty much making the team and then getting COVID right before <laughs> you know yeah. so so we weren't physically ready one year we have biological warfare keeping you out of it for one year and uh you know we kind of broke through that so just I guess put into perspective first of all what it means to represent your country um hear the national anthem play against other countries and and all that yeah, honestly, that was that was the coolest experience I've ever had on a baseball field in my entire life. I mean, like you said, going through that uh, tribulation and trial issue with 14U, you know, way undersized, playing with kids that had just gone through puberty. I mean, South Stewart's like 190 pounds, and I'm like 135. Like, it's crazy. These kids are monsters. And I got there, I played a really good week of ball, and I was, I was feeling good, feeling comfortable. Like, I, was, I felt like I was sitting in a pretty good spot. 
to at least make like the first cut you know what i mean like at least the first one and don't hear my name called and then i basically get told this because i was undersized and too small and that kind of really just set that fire and flare um for when i got back to just get in the weight room and now i mean that's like i'm a gym rat i'm considered the gym rat of the circuit or whatever so that was a really cool like just okay see how far you come from 14u to now i mean 45 pounds 50 pounds probably and then a whole bunch of muscle a whole bunch of power and then obviously like we were talking about a minute ago 17u year like you make the trials team you're all excited and then you get covid and it's like well we weren't like that was just not a thing when we could just be like ah that's nothing like like you know what i mean they were taking that very seriously which i yeah. respect like as they should so i couldn't go that year and then you come around this year, you know, I'm in the PDP league. I do terrible. And I'm like, I just could just feel like I was sitting in boiling water. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna, it's going to happen again. Like I'm going to cut. I just played terrible. Worst week of baseball in my entire life. And then you come back, we get lucky. Um, they invite me back to trials. Thank you. Um, <laughs> have a better week there. A couple barrels. I got four or five hits. And then you hear your name called on that 20 man roster. And I mean, it's dead silent in that room. Like, I mean, you could hear a feather drop, like forget a pit. You could hear a feather hit the ground and uh, it's completely unorganized. Like there's, there's no alphabetical order. There's no number, no birthday, nothing. Just a random generated 20 name basically. And, you know, I was like name 11. So I was like, Ooh, you know, McGonagall was the first one. And I was like, okay, all right, cool. And then I'm like, we're going down the list and I'm hearing guys. I'm like, okay, yeah, of course. And we're like getting, they had already been, there were two outfielders picked before me. Oh, geez. And yeah. And I already knew that we had, we could only take four. Right. And so and I was like, if the infielders were going first, that's, that's no big deal. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, you know, you know, you're, you start, you're so far. I mean, Kendall George went before me and then um, Grahovic went before me and I was just like, Oh no, no way. And I knew that they were going to take Aiden Miller as like a utility guy. So that was our third one. And I was like, it's literally me or one other player. And we get to 11 and I hear my name and I'm literally, I just like, I give him one of these and I hear my name and I just like close my eyes and just listen to the rest of the list. I don't even remember who went after me. No, I don't even remember leaving the room. They take all 20 of you out and we went crazy in the parking lot for like 10 minutes. I mean, they had the camera crew out there. They got us calling our parents because not many parents were down there for trials just because that's like a wasted trip if you get cut. So that was an awesome experience just kind of getting to go out there like with everybody else who's just – they literally just made the national team. I mean, that's on most kids' bucket list when you're in the travel circuit. You know you're getting ready to represent the United States on your home soil, and you are all just going crazy celebrating on the phone. And then we come back in at like 9 p.m., we go back to our rooms for about an hour, come back in about 9 p.m. for our first team meeting. And it was just business from there on out. I mean, they showed us the coolest, like, two-minute hype video, but also, like, what it means to represent the United States. Then we wrote a letter to, like, next year's team who wore your jersey. So, like, whoever's number three next year has a paper where we wrote and, like, welcomed them to the United States uh, Brotherhood, which was – that was a really cool experience. Um because like there's like a ceremony and a video you have to watch to like be able to touch your jersey and like understand like how valuable and sacred it is which is amazing and then you know you're going out for your first day 
it's trials. It's like, or it's like exhibition. And it's, you can just feel it all building for the next week. You got, I mean, we beat Canada like 26 to zero in an exhibition. And then we beat uh, Chinese Taipei by like one, which was, they were really good. And then we beat Australia by like 30. I literally think we beat Australia 30 to zero. So we were like, come in, kind of like, okay, we're them guys, like United States on top. And then boom, first day, first pitch, first at bat of the game, Netherlands takes a ball like 440 feet. And we're like, oh, God, <laughs> it's going to be a long week. I mean, these dudes are 6'3", 230, hitting, oh, they hit two bombs, one on the top of the first, one on the top of the second. We got no hits the first inning, so we're already down 2-0. And we're over here puckered up like this. And funny thing is, our, our general manager, Coach Hawking, he goes, well, you know they're going to come out and punch you in the mouth, right? And we're like, who's this guy talking to? Like, really, the United States. And then sure enough, first kid whack second kid whack and we're like oh he was a kid and he's yeah. just like over there laughing because he knows we're gonna put up like 15 runs because our <laughs> offense is insane but he's over there laughing like how are you guys gonna respond huh i told you i told you and then <laughs> sure enough aiden miller puts one in the upper deck left field bryce eldridge hits one 587 feet down the right field line like emotions are going crazy we get to pool play and you know tension's building because we're playing Canada in the exhibition and like they were still making their final roster because they still, they still had made their final team cuts. So they like kind of didn't play their starters. They played a few, but they didn't throw their best arms at us. And like, sure. all I hear is, I mean, I played like crap against Canada in the exhibition and all I hear in my, like the back of my head is like, we'll see you guys in world cup. We'll see you guys in the world cup. And me and a Miller look at each other like, it's 24 to zero like what are you talking about sure enough Canada's beating us in the sixth inning and then I mean this is a dog fight both teams are chirping Canada was chirping more but I mean we in the end we were chirping more I mean everybody's seen the Twitter video but like <laughs> they were chirping I mean the, the fans were chirping oh like I'm getting chills just thinking about it man it was great come up in the bottom of the sixth they're throwing this kid through in the scrimmage, and he's a lefty specialist. He's, he's a righty, but he throws against only lefties because his changeup is the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. It just moved, it moved about this much. Mm-hmm. So I screwed up in the front of the box because I faced him in the scrimmage, threw me five changeups. He's the only dude I got hit off of that day. So I don't know why they brought him in. I, beats me. But sure enough, first pitch, changeup. Second pitch, changeup. It's 2-0. I'm like, he's going to go back to it. Wham. Left it on the inner part of the plate. Sent that baby like 390. And talk about floodgate of emotion, man. You're down two in the bottom of six. You're facing elimination from the World Cup. Like, you're the United States on your home soil. United States has never won the World Cup in the 18U division on their home soil. You tie the game up with the top of the order coming up because I was hitting like eighth that game. And, I mean, crowds chanting USA, dugouts chanting USA, Canada's just starstruck. And right before that bat, Blake Mitchell hits the ball like 105 mile an hour, like right up the middle. Kid makes a great play. I mean, fantastic diving catch. Some Canada dude from the dugout yells, Oh, it's a can of corn. It's a can of corn. You can't hit it. And I literally, I just like looked in the dugout. I was like, I just shook my head. But it was one of those moments when you have a highlight reel in your head and you're like, Watch this. And then it actually happens. 
So I hit it and I turned and looked at Canna's dugout and I said, can of corn, go fetch it out of the trees. And then it actually went over and I was like, let's go. So pumping the USA, we're getting around third. I mean, Denny Hawkins got the biggest smile on his face. Cause I mean, I had like a pretty good week, but I'm my best week. So I mean, I did my job, but I didn't do anything spectacular. And then the clutch moment, boom, Denny's got a big smile at the, at the plate. You got Jack Wilson on third, our third base coach, just like jumping up and down, pumping his fists. And then Roberto Vaz at first base, he's like the team hype guy. And he wasn't even hype. He just looked me dead in the eyes and smiled and shook his head. And was like, come see me, come see me. Dapped him up at first. We're going around. Give a little jersey rip. I didn't really mean to do that, but it just happened anyway. So I got some heat for that, but like, it's okay. Like, it's a game. If you guys have never been in the World Cup in that situation, like, you just got to be there. You got you to gotta understand, like, you're 17 and you're going on the biggest stage playing Canada. I mean, it's like miracle. You got USA versus Canada. Like, it's literally, like, the game. And everything came out of me that time. I mean, it was just, oh, my Lord. That was amazing. That was the best time of my life. Then we ended up dropping a game to Chinese Taipei. They beat us five to four. I had some dude on the mound with 96 with a hellacious splitter. I mean, none of us have ever seen a real splitter. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Those yeah. are ridiculous. And then uh, we end up who, – who was after that? Oh, then South Africa killed them. And Brazil, we killed them. So we get lucky, make it into Super Rounds. We got Mexico first game. Probably the chirpiest game I've ever played in my life because we had a couple dudes who spoke Spanish. So our guy was chirping at them, and then they were chirping back, and then he would tell us what they said. And right. then we, he would tell us something to say to them. So it was like, are you going back and forth with each other? And their dude on the mound was like the Marcus Stroman of Team Mexico. I mean, he would get fired up after every strike. Like, he would be strutting back, and he, it'd be like, oh, one. And he's just like strutting back to the mound. He'd do like 83. <laughs> Literally through like 83. I was like, okay, this is dumb. Aiden Miller hit a ball dead central over the uh, – there's like a – where the camera stand would be, like in an MLB game. Just smokes it dead center over that camera stand. I mean, went like 429 feet or something like that on a dead line. And we go absolutely nuts. So we end up winning that game. And then we got Japan. Oh, man. We thought, we thought we were done. Like, I mean – we thought we were done. We They bunted. So top one, they bunt, walk, air, bases loaded. Walk one run in. There's no outs. One zero. Top of two now. Lightning delay. We literally thought it was like God's saving grace. So game gets delayed to the next day. But that night, we had about a two-hour-long team meeting where we were just like, Boys, we're, we are Team USA. Like we don't, we don't lose. Like that, that's not in the, that's not the playbook. We got our one out of the way, and we're we're not doing that again. Come back the next day, we put Christian Rodriguez on the mound. He's been our ace this week. I mean, he's just been electric. Like eight innings, no hits. Like it's crazy. Nine pitches, wham, wham, wham. All fastballs struck all three batters. Struck out the side with the bases loaded, and then we ended up getting perfect game until the seventh. So, like, we thought it was like, oh, we're good now. Christian just shut the door. We're good. Well, we got perfect game until the top of the seventh. Christian also threw a no-hitter until the bottom of the seventh. He actually just finished the game and was electric. But uh, Colt Emerson comes up in the bottom of the seventh. 
they got a lefty. Yeah, yeah, they got a lefty who's sidearm submarine. And I mean, this ball is moving like a blitz ball. It is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Cole Emerson comes up, smacks a single, steals second. All's good. I'm like, okay, let's 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 tie this game. I was up. I was like, okay, literally something just on the ground to the right side. I don't think I came within three feet of the baseball that day. I literally swung and missed three times. Kid gave me three sliders that were basically underhand because that's what he was throwing like. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it rose, and then dove, and then rose again, then sunk, and also came out of his hand at like 84, which is ridiculous. So wave, wave, wave. I go back to the dugout like, oh, my Lord, I am terrible at baseball. RJ Hamilton comes up. We pinch hit. Dude lays down the nicest bunt I've ever seen in my life. And this, like, RJ Hamilton's, like, a bunt specialist, crazy fast in, like, game-changing speed. The third baseman's on, like, the edge of the grass. And RJ bunts it on the chalk, turns it into a double, kid throws it into right field. Colt scores from second. RJ goes to third. So just like that, with a single bunt, it's one-to-one, runner on third. Dylan Cup comes up. And he's like, he was like our captain, but he, he'd been struggling a little bit. Like he and I had a tough week at plate for a little bit. So I was like, Dylan, smack the baseball. Because like he and I go way back. We're best friends. And he just laces a ball in the left field, walk off and beat Japan. We're going crazy because Japan was probably the best team there besides Chinese Taipei. So like it's a must win. Then we turn around, go medal game. They got that same kid on the mound. He was like 90, he was 96, 97 then. It was ridiculous. I mean, just popping out of his hand. And I finally turned the switch. I went three for four that game with a walk, double, and Bryce Eldridge. I mean, holy crap. He hits a ball over the batter's eye, dead center. 459 feet. It was the eighth longest home run if you counted the MLB games up to that point. And this kid's like 17. It's, it was ridiculous. It was he, he had like 110. I mean, just oh my lord. And then he goes backside into the uh, bleaches, and we're just like blown away. Bryce wins the MVP. We win the gold. I can remember the last out. We was a K, and I look at Dylan and I said, "It's this one right here," because it was three two, but the kid had been battling. And I saw a slider called throws a slider. Kid just waves. And we're like, oh, my God, it happened. We come sprinting in from center field. Huge dog pile. Gloves are in the air. Like, everybody's doing this with the USA jersey. We got a flag on our back. I mean, we take our victory lap around the field holding the flag, which was the most tiring thing I've ever done in my life, by the way. <laughs> you have no idea how like how far that big league field is until you yeah. run around the entire thing. Like, dead sprint because we were all so hyped. Sure. I swear I thought I was going to pass out. Like, it was awful. It was like 98 degrees that day, let it be known. I mean, hotter than, yes. Oh, my Lord. But victory lap, we're all going crazy. We get our gold medals, and we go back that night. And, like, it's kind of like the Lily World Series after it because everybody's, like, most – there's, like, four teams per hotel. But everybody's in the hallways, like, trading stuff. So we were up to, like, 2 a.m. just, like, trading with other teams, which was a blast. So that just kind of like brought everything full circle. Like we all walked around like old medals. We were all stoked. Like I had a little personal, like, like, okay. It was like full circle. Like everything came around. We finally did it. And then we wore our gold medals back to the airport. It was awesome. Everybody like said their goodbyes. 
Zaza got sad, but like it was also the coolest three weeks of my life. And then went back home and back to the grindstone. But like that, that three month, that three weeks was just ridiculous. Oh, yes, you hear so many like stories of of people who have these these bucket lists or these dreams or these goals, and they they live the experience, and it's not anywhere near as good as they've like thought it in their head. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. There's no way it can live up. Somehow this like not only lived up to everything you ever thought it was going to be, but it like exceeded it times 10. Oh, times 100. Crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, these guys that you played with, you know, you're, you're you know, what's it like winning a gold medal for the U.S. in the U.S.? Then hearing the national anthem, you know, play when you win. Yeah, that, that was like, that was probably the coolest part was the fact that we did like on our home soil. I mean, it's always nice to go out and beat somebody on like their field. It's great. But it's even better when you beat an entire country, like on your home soil, representing your people. I mean, we learned so much that week just about like how it's way more than baseball when you put on a United States of America jersey. Like, we went to Mission Barbecue, which is uh, centered around veterans. I mean, they got pictures all over the wall. Like, it's crazy. It was so moving just to hear the stories because they had a couple of veterans speak to us and, like, the owner. It was unreal, uh, to be honest. It was crazy. And then, like, we had a Green Beret give us a flag that he had carried with him in combat. And we hung it in our dugout during – because everybody, like, hangs their flag in their dugout. And that was one of the, like, most – cool while realizing what it really means moments of like the entire week and then we have that ceremony where we get like handed our jerseys and we touch them for the first time but it's like you got to sign this note and understand what it means and like all this stuff like that's there's there was so much more to it than just the game of baseball and then you throw on winning a gold medal standing on a podium in front of eight countries with your gold medal your national anthem playing, your flag raised the highest. Like, I was in tears at that point. And, I mean, I don't cry. <laughs> and that was just holy crap. That was whole my – just different. Different is the word to describe it. Mm-hmm. There's not – like, I mean, Doug Makovich was um, one of the coaches at PDP, and he was explaining how – I mean, that dude won two World Series, and he said – with the Red Sox, and he said, like, they didn't even come close to a United States Olympic win. Because he was actually in the Olympics, but it was like the same philosophy. And it's just – it's completely different than any regular game of baseball. So now I guess the, the, the only other – the next international competition you could have would be the, uh, the World Baseball Classic somewhere down the road, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, count me in. Like 20, 28, 7, somewhere around there. Let's go. Yeah, I guess it's, uh, it, it would be 27, I think, or 6. Would they do it every three years? I don't know. Yeah, because I, I know it's not every year, right? So you you gonna watch that different? I mean, obviously you, you watch it, but you gonna watch that differently this year? Oh yeah, like I mean, yeah, there's so much pride now, like guys doing the same thing, and like you can relate to that. I mean, I see why guys like like uh, like Machado doesn't play for the United States, or like one time he did play for the United States, but then he went back and played for like I forget where he's from, but. He's not playing with the United States here. He's playing with whoever he's, wherever he's from. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I get why now. Like, I get why you didn't want to play for the United States. It's not that, like, oh, 
I hate the United States. It's I want to go represent my people. And like that is important because I understand what that means now. Yeah. And the guys you played with, you know, that you're going to have that connection with them for forever. Yeah. Like, like I said, that signing that Jersey thing. I mean, that makes everybody like the brotherhood of the United States national team. And that dates back to like Elijah green just last year. Then you can go back 20 years and Doug, um, I mean, Bryce Harper was on there, like big time guy. Michael Goddard, crazy. Oh my lord, he spoke to us, and that was that was moving. He was really really cool to talk to, but like that's that's crazy. It is. Yeah, we're here with Max Clark, you know, talking about his uh, getting to play for the U- Team U.S. in the in the World Cup, the 18U World Cup, winning the gold medal back in September, and since then uh, got to put pen to paper on uh, on Vanderbilt um making that official your uh your nli to to play at at vanderbilt you know or go to vanderbilt after this year you know don't know obviously in the in the future what path that's going to lead but certainly for somebody who values education as much as you do from a family that values education as much as you do uh regardless of how things work out that's got to be a pretty huge day to to be able to do that oh yeah and i mean it was a blast like that it was one of the cooler like once again, I mean, that's a cool realization. I mean, I committed almost four years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, you wouldn't believe the amount of times I heard, oh, wait till he gets his offer pulled, like things like that. You know what I mean? And it's just a cool, it's a cool moment. Um, and then on the flip side of that, I mean, there's been people supporting me since I was in sixth grade. And then there are the people there when I signed the paper. Like, that's crazy to me. I mean, that's amazing. It's coaches, family, friends. I mean, I think I have probably 200 people there. And they were all Franklin people. It's not like random people were showing up because I was signing. I mean, those were like Franklin family. That is what I, is what I would yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we've talked about what the town, you know, how it goes. Yeah. yeah. It's great. It's great. And I mean, like the whole basketball program took time out of practice. They come and take a picture with me. Coach congratulates me. I have a great connection with him. He's a new, he's a new coach, um, but he's, uh, he's one of like the greatest Franklin basketball players ever come through. So like he, he understands, like he gets that. And we've had a lot of great uh, conversations between like why I couldn't play basketball and how he understands like, yeah, you're right. Like you can't, I know exactly what you're trying to do. I was doing the same thing. I mean, he was a, he was a G league and overseas superstar for the Canada. Oh, and wow. I mean, he just like, he was, he was crazy and he understands what it takes to make it to that level and stay at that level. I mean, he probably played for eight to 10 years, I think. And I mean, that was really cool. Then you got, all of my friends there, like family members who sacrifice everything. That's great. Um, that's fantastic. And then coaches. I mean, I've seen some of these dudes since I was four years old, three years old. They're still the same ones, you know, pat my back and give me a, like a handshake, congratulating me. Um, it was a really cool moment. And then like uh, talking to all the guys who signed too was cool. Um, like most of the Vanderbilt kids signed on that day. So like we had a lot of group chat going on, which was awesome. I mean, everybody's excited to get to campus. So we have our official visit in January as a team. It's going to be great. So, so needless to say, we'll kind of wrap all this, uh, this incredible, you know, summer and fall up. Um, awful lot to be thankful for as Thanksgiving comes around this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from friends to family to the United States, I mean, baseball and even like relationships. I mean, I've had, a very good girlfriend who has been there every step of the way. I mean, she understands every little thing. Um, she's going to play division one at Dayton, which was really cool because she signed on the same day. So like, that's another right. addition to it. 
um, she's a baller soccer player. So like, that's, that's amazing. That's awesome. Um, and I'm excited for that. So like getting to share that day with her was awesome. Getting to share the day with my family, friends, coaches, those are all things that I'm thankful for. So I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a special year so far. Absolutely. We always appreciate you stopping by and, uh, certainly to, to share the, you know, what was a special month of September for you. Yes. And, uh, experiences that no matter where you go from here are always going to, uh, be at the top of your mind for forever. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Max Clark, our guest today, we appreciate him stopping by and uh, look forward to catching everybody out at the field.